Thank Merry you so Christmas. much for joining us for this week's message from Real I know Life it's the Community. day after Christmas. And we talked about Christmas connecting with God and others, growing is, in Christ likeness, and sharing God's life. And I love that um, my name that's is the Sarah song Comer, that was on Grace's heart this week. Connection and the title of my sermon sure was you know that there is a God and a community that How fitting. loves you and wants I love to go when things go together when when you can find us at reallifecommunity.org and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you. This morning, as we get started, I want you to turn to your neighbor, find a neighbor if you don't have one right next to you. And I want you to share. We shared at our Christmas Eve service on Friday night, our pastors shared Christmas traditions that our family has. So this one actually might be a good one if you turn to someone who's not from your family um, and share a Christmas tradition that your family has. Ready, set, go. You can get up and walk across the room if you have to. It's okay. And every time you look at me, I'm swinging like an autumn leaf Bound to hit bottom sometime Where would I be without someone to save me? Someone who won't let me fall All right. So I uh, realized I was going to bring the, some blocks with me this morning, and I forgot to bring them from our house. But we have all kinds of Christmas traditions, but we have one that's kind of random. Anybody have a random Christmas tradition, and you, like, tell people about it, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Okay, this is our, oh, that's kind of cool moment. Um, so my mom and dad had blocks when uh, we were kids that spelled Merry Christmas on one side and then you turn the blocks around and the letters on the other side spelled Jesus loves you or I think it was Jesus loves you. And every year my mom would put the blocks out on something. The fireplace as we got a little bit older, it was usually they would sit across the fireplace. Well, my brother, um, my older brother and his best friend Mark would come over to the house and they would, my brother is the prankster. If you've never, if you've ever met him and gotten to know him, you know that he is quite the prankster. And so, every year at Christmas time, well, he he was pranking all year long, doing things at the house, moving things that were supposed to be somewhere, he'd put them somewhere else or whatever. But um, so they took these blocks every year and they rearranged them and try and tried to create different words with the blocks. Sometimes the words make sense, sometimes the words didn't, but the words ended on um, it said Merry Christmas. They ended on Larry Mert Moses. So at the end of Christmas, my mom walks out on Christmas morning, and there on the fireplace sits Larry, Mert, Moses. Well, then every year after that, at Christmas time, invariably, mom would put Merry Christmas up, and within a week, Mark had been at the house, and Kevin and Mark had changed it to Larry, Mert, Moses. Well, then it just became a thing. We just put Larry, Mert, Moses out. We didn't even put Merry Christmas out. Um, But to our family, that was a, a sign of Christmas was here because Larry, Mert, Moses showed up on the fireplace. And uh, so when we left home and, and got married, my mom gave me, or gave my oldest brother, Larry, I got Mert, and my little brother got Moses from those blocks. And so every year, now it looks even funnier, because now in my, on my wall sits Mert. So people come over and they're like, oh, those Christmas blocks say Mert. I have no idea what that means. And I laugh, because I'm like, oh, let me tell you the story. It's so fun. 
Um, so this year for Christmas, um, I gave my oldest brother's kids blocks that spell Larry. I gave all my kids blocks that spell Mert. And I gave my youngest nephew blocks that spell Moses so they can carry on the family tradition. They, none of them, I don't think, have ever even met Mark, um, who's like my brother's, he's like an uncle to my uh, oldest nephew and my other niece. And uh, he, he, you know, he, they haven't met him, but they still, we've carried on that little tradition. So that's our random tradition, Larry Mert Moses. So if you come to my house and you see Mert on the wall, now you know the story behind Mert. But um, how many of you have ever put together a toy at Christmas time, and it has really just tested your patience. Anybody? Come on now. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy and I decided years ago that, you know, they say um, childproof or safe, whatever. We decided that they made them parent-proof, too, because it's, it's like breaking into Fort Knox to get that toy out of that box, to cut off every zip tie that is attached to that toy, um, I laughed. Grace gave me a baby doll. There's a story behind it. You should ask her. Um, she gave me a baby doll Friday night and that still has a zip tie around its neck because they couldn't get the zip tie off of the baby doll. Um, but really, they make them very airtight. And some toys for the unfortunate parents in us come with a bazillion parts. Do you know that's a number, a bazillion? Um, there are so many parts to that toy that you begin to just maybe not be the most patient, happy parent in the world as you're sitting there late on Christmas Eve putting together that toy. And what makes that worse is when you're putting together the toy, you probably have presents and you have wrapping paper and you might have bags and you might have, you have all these different things sitting around you and you have these teeny tiny parts that have to be put together on this toy, right? And what maybe happens in the midst of it? You drop a teeny tiny part to this toy. And you have to have said part in order for said toy to work the way that it's supposed to. Well, then you're maybe getting even crankier, right? Or how many of you are guilty of this? You forgot to buy the batteries for it. Yeah, some gifts I wish I'd forgotten to buy the batteries for. Um, so you, you're, now you're scrambling. And like at our house right now, we have this really thick rug in our living room. And if you lose something in that rug, it's gone. I don't know how this happens, but Rylan has braces right now and he has the bands on with his braces. And he loses, he takes the rubber bands off, bless it, and I find those rubber bands everywhere. I can't find anything in this carpet, but what do I find in that carpet last week? Little rubber bands laying around. I'm like, how do I see these things? They're like clear. Can't find anything else, but I find the rubber band brace or the brace rubber bands. Anyway, so you've lost this tiny little piece to this toy. And now you're scrambling, you're moving all the presents aside, you're moving this, you're moving that. You don't find it. Um, I think one time we didn't find it, and then we opened a present and it was in a bag, like it had fallen in a gift bag or something. I don't know. It's just really frustrating, right? So you have that thing that you need to make this thing work, and you've misplaced it. Um, we, you know, we get frustrated with that, and, and we recognize that um, that little piece, it's, it's that missing piece to, to help this function. Um, and it's usually in some unsuspecting place. Uh, there were times where we did find it, and we fixed up the toy, and we wrapped it up, we put it under the tree, and we can go on with our day. Um, so here we are um, the day after Christmas, a few days 
you know, after those, those wrapping charades and, and toy putting together moments. Um, and Christmas has happened for most of us. Um, we, you know, we probably ate more than we should have yesterday. Anybody want to admit that, that you ate a lot yesterday? You ate some sweets. Um, some of us have put presents away. Some of us, we just crammed them back under the tree. Some of us have tidied up. Some of us haven't touched a thing. Um, some of us in this room are ready for it all to be done. And we're ready for it to be done because we um, here, we like to start things really early. But, you know, we right now, some of us get in the mood where we just want to declutter now, right? We've filled our house with Christmas decorations and we've, we've set all these things up and we just, we want things to get back to normal. Um, but here's the thing, you know, we want to we wanna sweep up and we want to move things out of the way and we want to put them where they're supposed to be. And I just knocked a candle off. I didn't realize it was there. Um, so we, we're cleaning all this up. But, you know, when we clean up and we get things out of the way, what's still there? The manger. So we move all the things out of the way and we, and we put things back. But um, the manger's still there. Jesus still came. It still happened. And I think sometimes we rush to get past it onto the next thing. Okay, we're already thinking what's coming in January. But the manger is still there. And the significance of, of that wooden bed for a babe is still true in our lives. Um, where do we go after the Christmas um, after the story, the, the climax of the story has been reached, right? We spent all of December in anticipation for Christmas, um, Christmas morning, the arrival of the baby. We anticipate, we anticipate, we anticipate, and then what now? What comes next? Um, the Savior of the world came, and he was born in a stable. Uh, Jesus did not come to the height of society, he came to the bottom. He started from the bottom. His love, anyone is welcome to him. All are loved and all can receive him. I want us to look this morning at another part of the story that sometimes we skip over. And we do so because we, um, a lot of times when we read the Christmas story, we read the passage from Luke. And this morning I want us to look at Matthew um, 2 verses 1 through 12. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we came to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the lead priests and the teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go and worship him too. 
After this interview, the wise men went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned home to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. I'm so glad that the wise men were wise enough to listen to the voice of the Lord in that dream and not go back to Herod. For the wise men, the birth of Jesus Um, It wasn't a finish line or the end of the season. The birth of Jesus was the beginning of a journey for the wise men. The wise men could have looked at that star and said, oh, look, the babe came, we're good, and gone on with their lives. But they didn't do that. The wise men made plans. They rerouted, they altered their lives to go after this baby. They cleared the the slate and said, all right, we're going to take this time and we're going to go find this baby. And we know that they didn't find this baby the night that he was born. They found this baby sometime between when he was one and two years old. They took time and searched after this child. They they wanted to find this Messiah that they had heard about. Um, They kept looking and they followed that star until they found him. And they gave him their gifts when they found him. Um, We know, another reason that we know the age was Herod, in the passages that follow, Herod orders that all um, firstborn children under the age of two would be killed. And so we know that the wise men found Jesus sometime between when he was born and before he was two years old. And it was at that time that Joseph took Mary and, and Jesus to Egypt to escape Herod's ruling. Herod was one jealous dude. He didn't want any king coming and taking over his space. He wanted to be central in people's lives. He wanted the focus on him. He didn't want anybody looking at Jesus. The wise men, they present their gifts to Jesus. They, they head home, but I guarantee you their journey was not over. Their lives were changed after they met this Messiah child. They, they went home another, report, or another route, and they didn't go back to Herod, but I guarantee you they were telling people about what had happened. These are scientists who they spend their lives researching and doing, um, you know, studying things, and here they've, they've come firsthand um, an interaction with the Messiah. If you'd had firsthand interaction with the Messiah, are you going to go home silent? I doubt it. You're going to go home, and every pit stop along the way, you're going to say, you're not going to believe it. He's here. He came. The babe is born. The king, our ruler, our Messiah, our Savior, he's coming. He's here on earth. God sent him for us. They leave us an important message. And that is the coming of Christ as a baby is not an end, but it is just a beginning for us. Today is just the beginning of what happens after the babe arrives. It's not the end of a season. 
we have hope that we get to live into in the days to come because we know that the babe has come. We know that the manger was not just a, a fictitious thing. We may tidy up our messes from Christmas. Probably we, we all will. And we may tidy up messes from gatherings and, and dinners and things that we have over the next couple of weeks, but the message of Christmas has just begun. We have, um, our westernized culture has altered the focus of Christmas. We start Christmas in, well, let's look, when does Hobby Lobby put it out? I feel like July, right? We start, you start seeing Christmas decorations out. I think they're out before Halloween stuff usually. And there's 500 rows of them. And then you blink and all 500 rows are gone. Some of us, we wait until December and, and celebrate Christmas or set things up. And if you wait till then, what did you notice? You want, my mother and I were talking about this this week. You see something you want, you go to the store and it's already gone. Because we didn't start so far back. But the problem is, when we do that, we're done with it by Christmas. This is just now the 12 days of Christmas we're in. It's not leading up to Christmas, it's what happens now. He came. He is here. He is born. We have hope. As we leave 2021 behind, an amen from anyone? Okay, I'm saying amen. As we leave 2021 behind and we step into 2022, my hope is that we don't just cover up the manger. with all of our craziness. That we don't cover up the manger with tasks. That we don't cover up the manger with everything else in our life. Because when we cover it up, we clutter the impact that it wants to have in our lives. I hope that we can move some things out of the way in our lives this year. In 2022, I want us to move things out of the way and give Jesus some of our first spaces rather than our last. What if this became the year where we said, Jesus, you first, me second. Jesus, you first, you before, whatever, you fill in the blank. What are those things? We all have things that, that get in the way. If we were very honest, we would have a list of things that get in the way of Jesus first. What if 2022 becomes the year where we clear the spaces and we focus on Jesus? I want to make it a point to spend more time in the presence of the Messiah in my own life this year. I want to know the fullness of God that he has for me if I will just spend more time with him. Jesus says, The thief cometh not, but that he may steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Herod, he wanted to steal and kill the Messiah. But guess what? The babe came so that, my friends, you could have life and that you could have life abundantly. 
so that you don't have to sit here next December and say, ho-hum, this year was horrible. You know what? The year might be horrible ahead. It might be. But here's the thing. When I stand on my own two feet, I'm going to fall apart. I can't do it. My world will be ho-hum at the end of 2022 if I stand on my own two feet. But if my foundation is Christ, if my foundation is planted in him, at the end of 2022, no matter what has happened around me, my two legs went to four. They multiplied because I have Christ as my foundation. And so now, at the end of 2022, regardless of what happens around me, I can say, I still praise him, like that song said. It is just the beginning, and I will still praise him. God is still good in spite of what happens in my life. God is still good in spite of the chaos. God is still good in spite of sickness. God is still good in spite of broken hearts. God is still good. God is still good. But my foundation has got to be in him in order to be able to say that. And I've got to clear space in my heart and in my life to give him room. He's not going to take up residence where he's not welcome. And he's not going to take up residence where everything else clutters his way. He, want, he's, he just says, open up to me and I will fill you. I will give you life abundantly. The wise men had a star to guide them. When Jesus um, went to heaven after he rose from the dead, he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. You and I have the gift of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us through every day. And I am so thankful for that. Amen. Remember my, to my story about the missing toy part. Um, the toy couldn't function like it was supposed to without that missing part. You and I, we can't function like we're intended to without a missing part of us, and that's Jesus. We let so many other things get in the way. We've listened to Herod's in our lives. You know, we've gotten detoured. Uh, we've let every side road we see sidetrack us. We, we wander down roads, and maybe we even feel lost. My question for you this morning is, what needs to be moved around in your life for you to experience Jesus in this way? Like these wise men did, to have that firsthand experience with the Savior of the world. What decluttering do you need to do in 2022 to make Christ a priority in your life? And oh my goodness, what will he do if you'll say, I'm going to do this? I'm going to move these things out of the way. I'm going to clean up the garbage. I'm going to give it to you. Some of it is stuff you can't move, right? It's stuff that's too big for you to move on your own. Mm, give it to him. He'll move it. He moves the impossible. I asked Colin and Grace if we could sing that last song one more time because it is so fitting. So as we sing it, I want you to listen to the words. I want you, and if you're saying in 2022... I want to move things out of my life, and I want to give Jesus the space that he deserves. 
because I want to see what God can do in me and through me this year with him as my foundation, not myself. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person. Our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org slash give. Thanks again for listening.